0: Welcome to the Activism Meet Impact podcast. I'm your host, Alexa, and today we have a extra special episode of Activism Meet Impact. You might have heard about the new CBS show called The Activist, um, and you've probably heard about the uproar that it's caused really throughout different activist circles and anyone who really cares about, about social issues. Uh, The show has not been popular so far. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, break down the purpose of the show, why it's so problematic. Consider if there are any counter arguments, you know, are there, what is good about the show? Why obviously, you know, it was going to be produced and so why, why was that? Are there any, you know, redeeming elements of the show? And then we'll talk a little bit about, um, what it's actually going to look like in practice. So I'm excited to break this down. I've been thinking about it a lot this week and excited to talk through it with you and use it sort of as a lens to look at modern activism and impact and how activism really relates to and engages with popular culture, which is something I love talking about. So let's just dive into it. I'll read the official description of the show from the CBS official site. One thing seems more clear than ever. Planet Earth is a singular village demanding, if not relying, on individual engagement. From the global citizen movement comes an awe-inspiring look at what can come of it. The activist pairs advocates from the worlds of health, education, and the environment with famous figures in a series of competitions that'll take the winners and their ideas for seismic world change to the G20 Summit in Italy. So, the description reads weird. I think it is really, you know, out of touch with even just, like, how people talk about these issues. You know, the the talk about a village, obviously, we talk a lot about community, but the world is also really divided and there's a lot of inequality, so I think saying planet Earth is a singular village, yes, we are all part of one global community, but this phrase, demanding if not relying on individual engagement, that is pretty off base i think if we've learned anything from this past year it's it's how pervasive systemic issues are and how much there's a need for systemic change whether that's economic or with racial justice or with public health and so demanding if not relying on individual engagement i mean it it feels like something straight from the oil companies telling us that we need to focus on our carbon footprint and, instead of looking at systemic changes that need to be made in business and in government and so anyone who you know is trying to really create change and impact realizes that individual engagement is really important but that you know planet earth also depends on systemic change and i so i think that you know mentioning individual engagement without systemic change in that first sentence is is a concern so then it talks about uh From the global citizen movement comes an awe-inspiring look at what can come of it. Global citizen movement is who is sort of behind this, and then they sold it to CBS, is my understanding. The activist pairs advocates from the worlds of health, education, and the environment. My concern, I think, is this word advocate can be used different ways and I think advocacy is really important but there are advocates and then there are people with real lived experiences and I think a lot of us are advocates who are activists but activists can also be people with real lived experiences with these issues and that's really who we should be listening to and so I would love it if the show actually centered on the people that are affected in these areas of health education and the environment and I think it's so funny that they say planet earth is a singular village at the beginning. And then two sentences later, they say the worlds of health, education, and environment. And worlds is plural. So they're talking about planet Earth being one global community. And then they're saying that health, education, and the environment are different worlds. When we know that health, education, and the environment could not be more interconnected. We know that there are social determinants of health. We know that one's education can have impacts for their health. We know that the environment affects our health, and we know that, you know, all of these things are related. And so for, for them to say that they're different worlds, that health, education, and environment are different worlds, it, it is laughable because there's no reason that th- those things need to be separated and then pitted against one another in this competition-style show. So I really, I really do have an issue with the word advocates and then with describing health, education, and the environment as different worlds, um, as if these advocates from health, education, and environment wouldn't be working together, you know, in the environmental justice movement or in public health or in all of these things that combine those different things. So these advocates are paired with famous figures. Okay, who, what is a famous figure? When I hear famous figure, I think of like a fifth grade project where I'm like writing a report on a famous person and I like go to Wikipedia and like write an article about Abraham Lincoln. You know, famous figures oh, you're an advocate and that's really nice that you're an advocate from the world of health, but in order to make you relevant, we need to pair you with the famous figure and just how vague that is. Like a famous figure could literally be like a governor and they're like, not even like someone that has like, can have tremendous influence or someone who's powerful, just like, just fame, you know, because that's what activism is about, right? Like that's all these advocates want is to be paired with a famous figure. So then there's a series of competitions. Okay. This is typical reality TV, game show style, Survivor. Other shows (laughs) that I haven't really watched have a series of competitions. That's a lot of what reality TV is. I think it makes me think of like, I don't know, like The Amazing Race or something, which is like great, really engaging format, but really you're going to make advocates compete against one another and you're going to pit health versus education versus the environment like how how is that fair are you going to have also are you going to have just like three people one from each world or are you going to have like multiple health people multiple education people multiple environment people are you having like subsets of the environments you have like a climate change group you have a biodiversity person you know you have a environmental justice person like what does this even look like this is like The most vague paragraph I've ever read in my life. So a series of competitions, we can go into that competition element in a second, but that will take the winners and their ideas for seismic world change to the G20 summit in Italy. Okay, so the winners, of course, because a competition produces winners, and we must make the advocates be winners and losers. Like, What if all the health people lose, and then you only have education and the environment people left? Like then do we just like, wow, too bad for health, like you lost, you didn't have a good enough advocate? Like that's ridiculous. Um, And so then they're going to take their ideas for seismic world change. Now this is the first we've heard about their ideas. So maybe they're coming in with something innovative, some ideas, or maybe they're just like representing these ideas. Uh, We don't know. And we're going to take it to the G20 summit in Italy, because that's where all the change happens is at the G20 summit. Obviously the G20 summit is important you're bringing together the world's major economies lots of power there perhaps more power than famous figures we don't know yeah so the G20 summit in Italy that is happening this October so presumably the show would be taping now and then um, they would get to go to the G20 summit in Italy I mean it's just like dripping with like privilege like oh if you work hard enough and win we'll send you to Italy to what you're going to get, like, to sit down with President Biden? Like, that's not what? We all know that, like, systemic change does not require, like, yes, requires, like, people in power doing things, but it also requires, like, money and systems change and numbers and, like, a critical mass. What social issues has the G20 summit already solved? And, like, are we are we really, like, they're not going to talk about health at the G20 summit unless somebody from the activist shows up like of course they're going to talk about health education and the environment obviously health is going to be talked about at the G20 summit without someone from the activist there like we're in a pandemic so anyways that's the official description and some of my thoughts on just the poor wording it really reads like a pitch like somebody wrote this down in their notebook and then was going to pitch it to like the CBS executives like it does not read like you know, the thing that was sent to the press and the whole public. So the show was supposed to premiere on October 22nd. As of now, it, that has been pushed back because of all of the backlash that just this announcement has created. They say that they're going to change it from the competition style to a documentary style and that it will no longer pre- premiere Excuse me, on the 22nd. I just looked ahead in my calendar to see if I have anything going on on the 22nd or if this is, like, the best thing that will be available to me. October 22nd is a Friday. They were going to premiere a show about activism, potentially, like, the most important thing on a Friday night. Like, who is going to sit and watch network television on a Friday night? Like, I watch the Bachelor franchise, like, pretty religiously, and... That's great because it's on Mondays and Tuesdays now. Like, why would you put a show that you actually want people to watch on a Friday night? Like, Gen Z, who I would assume is like the target audience for this, has other things that they want to do on a Friday night. Like, if you want high schoolers to watch, maybe they are like doing fun things, going to football games. Like, people want to relax on Fridays and like maybe watch TV, but more likely, like, go out to dinner, hang out with friends. Of course, the activism show gets the Friday night slot. Like what? So I just think that's ridiculous. And there were only going to be five episodes, which is like, really? That's the best you could do? So anyways, the celebrities were going to be or will be potentially if this honestly even still happens, but Usher, Priyanka Chopra, and Julianne Huff. So there you go. I'm not going to pretend I know that much about any of them, but They certainly are famous figures. Yeah. So just to go into a few things that I haven't said yet that I think are important to think about. Obviously, the competition element has been the main point of criticism. That language of winners also implies that there are losers and we need all of those topics to be winners because those topics are interconnected. Uh, It's just like a competition, like... It's not that you're having, like, people compete against one another. It's that you're pitting these topics against one another that feels like very dystopian and hunger games. Be like, sorry, only one of health, education, and environment can win. It's like when people say you can sleep, have a social life, and have good grades. Like, pick two. No, you can have all three of those, and you sh- you deserve to have all three of those, and we deserve to have health, education, and and a great environment. Like, they're to, like to, to pit these ideas against each other or to pit advocates for those ideas against one another in a competition feels strange, to say the least. I think the focus on individual engagement and the focus on the individual in the show is what is just, like, really odd. The fact that it's called The Activist like focusing on this person as the activist and like one activist and I would assume it's referring to the one activist who comes out on top in the end is really disturbing because it should really be about like this community of activists and it's odd that the name of the show doesn't reflect what a like community effort activism is I think that is obviously just, like, indicative of the issues with the show. If you've been around Novel Hand for a while, you know that I like to write these articles called The Humanitarian Side of Everything. It's it's taking, like, maybe a pop culture uh, phenomenon or just something in the world and relating it back to humanitarian issues. One of the most fun ones I've written was about the Bachelor franchise. I watch, like I said, pretty regularly, and it's obviously... Like the definition of frivolity, like it is just ridiculous, and that's why I watch honestly also it's just interesting to analyze just like society. but I had some critiques of The Bachelor franchise, and they weren't about like the content of the show as much as they were about how the content is produced and My main issue with the show was that they don't pay their contestants, they pay the lead, so the man or the woman who is like the lead of the show, either The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, and they they have like 30 some contestants like vying for their love. And it's ridiculous, but they don't pay the contestants to be on the show. And that was my issue is that they're putting in this emotional labor. They're taking off time from work. That is not easy for everyone to do. And so it makes the show pretty exclusive, but also you're not rewarding people for the labor. And the show is very profitable. And it is cash cow for ABC. And so they should be paying you know, their contestants and ultimately their workers, um, a living wage for, for their emotional and honestly all of their labor. So my criticism of the bachelor franchise was not the content, but rather how the content is produced. And so I feel like someone from CBS, like read my article and like totally misunderstood it. It was like, Oh, we should not have the bachelor. It should be the activists. And like, it should just be about social issues. And it's like, no, that, Issue is not with like having a show about people falling in love is that you're having people on that show who are not paid for their work to be on the show. And the same thing happened with this show. I'm yeah. Anusha wrote an awesome article about it and you'll have to go read it on the site. But she found out that there are a few testimonies of people who were on the show. And there's one person who had to raise money on his GoFundMe page for the unpaid time off he's taking from being an elementary school teacher so he took time off from being a teacher to go on to this show and they didn't pay him to be on the show and it's literally about activism and when we're talking about systemic change like that's what we're talking about is like paying people for their labor like not creating inequity as you're making a show that allegedly is about activism and equity like so that, I just, yeah, we got to pay people for their work. That's all I have to say on that. I do think that there is value to having this sort of content on network television, and I do think there's a right way to do it. It's exciting that CBS executives, whoever they are and whoever, whatever weird weird ideas they have about Gen Z and and our activism, It's it's encouraging that they want to have this kind of content on network television and that they're willing to put money into it it's just you have to do it the right way because these issues are too important to misrepresent them and to exploit people in order to represent them and make money off them and so I do think there is a value of having this sort of content on CBS it's just like any show like be careful about how you do it and so Obviously, the competition element. There's something wrong there. Other the the celebrity element feels odd. Pitting the topics against one, one another and pitting activists against one another. It's just a total perversion of everything that you know we have been fighting for, and that you know the last like year and a half have really been about. Like it it it's like a caricature of of you know modern activism and so I think it's pretty ridiculous but I can definitely like I want there to be content like this on network television I think it's a loss that now they're switching to this documentary format which like there are so many documentaries about out there about social issues I like there's a whole site called water bear that is only like documentaries and shows about like the environment and social issues like do you have a Netflix account? Like, we don't need another documentary. Like, that's not what is getting people, like, interested. Like, yes, like, documentaries are great, but, like, they were trying to do something new here, and I actually do appreciate that innovation. And I think just it feels like they gave up and just said, okay, documentary is, like, safe, and, like, we can do that, and, like, it's been done before. Like, they kind of, like went for something new with this type of content and then like got the backlash and gave up. Like I wish they could have, there has to be somewhere in between where you're still like innovating, but not like perverting activism and like how it's presented in popular culture. Um, The irony is that ultimately activists sort of rose up and like went against this show and like activism and like activists won. Uh, to destroy a show that was perverting activism. And I mean, it's just silly. It really is. I think it really demonstrates this gap that there still is between activism and popular culture that perhaps like activism about these issues is like the most popular it's ever been, but there's still a chasm between caring about these issues and seeing them represented and talked about in popular culture. I think obviously it is I think it's popular right now to care about the environment, to care about health and, like, you know, racial justice and different things. But it hasn't pervaded the popular culture and media to the extent that it's, like, actually understood and represented. And maybe that's a generational thing that these CBS executives, whoever they are, um, didn't understand, like, what Gen Z means by activism and what it means to be an activist and that they – you know created this show but there has to be more cohesion between activism and popular culture and i guess one example of like step i've seen towards that is when on the bachelor or the bachelorette they have conversations about race they have conversations about the me too movement and just like as normal parts of their lives as people who are also like allegedly looking for love and like have real jobs and like it's not like everyone who goes on The Bachelor like has to work for a nonprofit like that's not what I'm asking for but like demonstrate that you show about the issues you know and so I think to create a show just about activism isn't even really necessary we need discussions about these topics etc just like pervading our culture and and being a part of of, of our fabric, and, and this fight for equity and justice needs to be, you know, pervasive to our culture, and I think it increasingly is, but you hear something like this, and you realize that, you know, not everyone's getting it, so those are just a few of my thoughts. I think I could go on and on. One other thing, actually, is the way that they were going to measure, like, who won and lost was going to be based on, like, social media following and, like, different metrics with that, which, like, ew. That's, like, the definition of performative activism and slacktivism. Uh, we talk a lot about impact and Novel Hand, and like, we know that impact is so much more than how many people have read an article or listened to a podcast or who follow you on social media or things like that. And so I just think it's, like, honestly silly that they thought – our generation was so vain that we would like really think that like oh yeah like if more people like followed you and, and liked that post about climate change like that means that you won and like you made a difference like we know that it has to go offline and that like we need systemic change beyond beyond what we see on social media so it's just it's honestly silly but those are some of my thoughts and I would honestly love to hear what you think we'll be talking about it quite a bit over on our Instagram account which is at novel.hand I want to hear what you think what I would honestly love to hear especially if you think the show has some redeeming elements which obviously I do I would love to hear what you think about that because I do think that this sort of representation in pop culture, network television, things like that, I think it is valuable, and I think there is room for more synthesis of these issues into into culture. But I would love to hear, like, what are some other redeeming elements of the show that we might actually be excited to see, assuming it is ever actually made? Um, and what else is wrong with it? What else did I not cover? And, you know, in your ideal world, like, what would activism... In reality tv like how would they actually interact you know if you could pitch it to cbs executives we'd love to hear what you think over on our instagram account and continue the conversation there um we'll be back next wednesday with another episode of the activism meet impact podcast take care